It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events, all centered around our community. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. And welcome back to Portland's Morning Brew. This is our Portland Chamber of Commerce podcast where we talk to people of interest in the Portland-Sumner County area and especially our chamber members to kind of see how they're interacting with us. Today we have Penny Martin with us from Portland Cares. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. We are so glad to have you. I know you and I have planned this for a few weeks and, and life just gets in the way, doesn't it? It has. Yes, sir. It does. It does for all of us. Uh, we've had had an animal pass away here last week that we had yeah. to, to deal with. And then, uh, of course, a lot of people say, well, it was just an animal. It was just an old horse. But, you know, when they've been around 10, 12 years, they're family and we've got 11 more of them to to deal with. So uh, it, it is what it is. And I know you've had some things going on, too. So I sure um, have. So welcome and so glad to have you. Penny, tell us a little bit about your history with Portland. I believe you're born and raised here. No, I'm not born and raised here. No, I'm originally a Kentucky girl. Um, I was born and raised in Southville, Kentucky. Uh, My dad is a minister. We moved here um, actually my senior year of high school. Um, I stayed in Scottsdale and graduated from there because I didn't want to move my senior year away from all my friends and go to another school and try to make friends and things as a senior. So I lived with my grandmother until Christmas, that which was I had enough credits to graduate at Christmas. Um, and then I moved here. So I've actually been um, a Portland person for over 40 years, um, but I'm not originally from here. Well, that counts. That's pretty close. close. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've always said if I had to move somewhere and I could choose, I think I would like to move up to to Allen County around Scottsville up in there. It's beautiful up there. Um, It's home. It's definitely home. Yeah, I'm very close to there. I'm only, you know, six minutes, six, seven minutes from there, but I really love it over there. It's beautiful. Still a lot of farmland and stuff there, which is good because a lot of places anymore, everywhere you go, they're taking up all the farmland to build subdivisions and all that kind of stuff, which I'm not against growth and that kind of stuff, but it's just hard to watch the the farmland with all the animals and stuff go away. Yeah, it just breaks my wife's heart. Every time she sees, uh, you know, bulldozers and excavators go into a place, she's like, you got to be kidding me. What are those kids thinking? Doesn't anybody want to do this anymore? And Right. They don't because it's hard. Farming is hard. And even with, you know, if you don't have money to buy the bigger equipment and and, and things, you you just can't make it anymore. And even at that, um, there's so much control over things anymore that farmers have a tough time. And if you've never been into that, you don't realize what all goes into farming. And it, it's hard on the person doing it. And it's hard on the farmer's family. Yes, it is. The hours. And like you said, the investment and the money, it's yes. you're either humongous in it or you're hobby farming. It seems like it's one or the other. And and yes. we, we call our little place out here a farm, but it's really a ranch because we're just raising animals. But I didn't understand right. the difference years ago. So we just called it Circle H Farm and right. it is what it is. Yes. But uh, yeah, you can, uh, I, I can vouch for that. I can't imagine what it costs to keep up, you know, if you're, you're running a, a hundred head of cattle or something oh, no. anymore. Um, no. I, I know what we spend on 11 horses and it's phenomenal what we spend a year for hay and grain and veterinarians and farriers and all that stuff. It's crazy. 
I can only imagine. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, Portland Cares, how long have you been affiliated with, with Portland Cares? May the 26th will be my 31st anniversary. Wow. Wow. 31 years. Yes, so so there's there's not a whole lot of gap between that and the time you've been in Portland. So what did you do prior to that? Um, I babysit in my home. That's a story. That's actually how I got to Portland Cares, Troy. I'll share that very quickly with you. Um, I, I had children. Um, I decided I wanted to stay home and try to raise my children. Just as it usually is like every mama wants to, um, but I needed an income to be able to do that. So I babysit in my home for seven years. Mm -hmm. um, I got to a point where I was ready to get back out into the world. Of course, my kids were going to go to school uh, and, and things. So I began to pray and ask God for direction um, as to what it is he would have for me to do. So I get a phone call one day from a very good friend of mine who worked for the Department of Human Services. And she said, do you know anything about Gallatin Cares? And I was like, no, I've never even heard of it. And she said, well, they're gonna put a Portland Cares in. Um, and she said, I was just wondering if you might know anybody uh, that would be interested. Well, I said no and, and hung up the phone. Well, for a believer, as I know you are, you'll understand this, almost immediately hanging up the phone, it was like I heard this audible voice say to me, you've been praying for direction, I give it to you, and you say no. So I immediately hung up the phone and called her back, asked her what it, what someone would have to do if I knew somebody. Um, I jumped through all the hoops that she told me to go fill out an application, I interviewed with the director of Gallatin Cares, I interviewed with their personnel committee, they told me I would hear something the next week, six weeks went by, and so I got really discouraged and I was like, okay, I, I just, I just missed it. I, I don't, they don't want to hurt my feelings. And that's really not what I was supposed to do. And so anyway, the director calls me one day and wants to know if he can come to my house. And I said, yes, you can come. And, and so we talked, uh, we actually, uh, I went to work on May the 26th, 1992, and we opened the thrift store June the 1st, 1992. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And it's, uh, you guys are, uh, the location you're at now, is that about the third location or is it more than that? No, it's the third location. We were at, uh, 103, uh, Broadway, um, about in the vicinity of where the title place is and graphic obsessions. We were right there to start with the 1770 square feet. And we were there for five years. We bought the building out on 109, which is now Portland Pizza and Pub. Um, and it had 6,420 square feet. But before we left there, we had five semi-trailers uh, on the property for storage. And we were landlocked. We couldn't build. We couldn't do anything because there was nowhere to go mm -hmm. uh, with it. So we began to actually, I had a, a, an excellent board of directors, which you normally always do. Um, and we begin to dream a little bit. And so this land that we're on now, it's 3.3 acres became available and we bought the land over a few years, paid for it. Um, and then we started putting out feelers about we're gonna build a building. Um, so we had someone in town who actually drew the blueprints and stuff up for us and didn't charge us anything. Um, and then we ended up before we actually even Put the shovel in the dirt we had two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cds that people had donated for the purpose of building the building um so we actually got into the building uh in 2009 we actually um and that's a story all itself um when they were building the building of course i was working out at the other building and coming over here and making sure every all during the day making sure everything was getting done that was supposed to be done like like you know i know anything about building a commercial building basically what i was doing <laughs> was making sure somebody was working okay right, um, right anyway we never we never really closed we closed that building on friday auctioned it off on Saturday morning. Uh, Kirby Building Systems brought 20 uh, of the employees' uh, personal pickup trucks, 
loaded up everything we had left over there, brought it over to this building. We opened up here on that Monday. Um, wow. So it was like closed get rid of the building, open up uh, and things. So we've been here since 2009. It's 15,000 square feet. Um, and it's been great until, I don't know if you know this or not, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, but we had a sprinkler head freeze and burst uh, Christmas mm -hmm. Eve day. Mm -hmm. So we are actually now closed to the public. Um, we're still doing our benevolence every day, um, but uh, it flooded our entire building. So we're now working with trying to get all the repairs and things done oh, so wow. we can get open back up. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that cold snap was terrible. Uh, it was just terrible. terrible. We left yes, here on was. that Thursday. And of course, we were supposed to work on that Friday, but we made all the provisions because the weather was supposed to get bad and we knew that. So we made all provisions um, to be closed on Friday, even though it was a work day for us. Um, and so we were, we were planning to come to work, but we fixed things. If we didn't come to work, everything was going to be okay. I left the heat running. I mean, everything was just as if we were coming in here Friday morning. Um, and of course, then the weather was bad and we didn't. So um, Christmas Eve on that Saturday um, afternoon, about 3.36, I get a call from the fire department. It says, you need to come to work. We have a we have a situation. And they tell me what it was. And honestly, when I stepped in the front door, it, it was probably close to two inches of water at the front door. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Golly, golly. That's terrible. But you guys are working on getting it cleaned up. Do you have kind of a plan as to when you hope to be back open to the public? We don't. Or? We don't at this point. We uh, serve pro got the dry out done. They got the demolition done. Now we're just waiting now to get all the approvals from our insurance mm -hmm. um, to get the reconstruction process started. Now, Serve pro has told me once they start, um, they're hoping it'll about six weeks we'll get it completed. Um, but right now the tricky part is the start date. Sure, sure, understand. And it's uh, uh, continuing still with labor issues and this, that, and the other. I know they probably have the same struggles as everybody else, trying to make sure they got enough people and get them in the right places. And right. it's so hard to commit to timelines it seems anymore because of all of that. It's just well, it scary. is, and because they had so many, they had so many call in, uh, you know, our insurance is working with a lot of different claims. We mm -hmm. even just here in Portland, um, the fire department told me when they called me, we were the 10th facility that day that they had been oh, to that had gosh. frozen pipes that had burst. So there, there is just, you know, we just had to get in line and take a number and wait our turn is, is the deal. Right. So. Right. Yeah. We had, we had a uh, calamity out here, but it was a, um, it was kind of an opposite thing where our pond had frozen over. I had a little four-year-old Geldon that decided he's very playful. He decided he was going to walk on the ice and he fell through oh, and got no. trapped. And uh, I went out to feed and couldn't find, I was counting horses and I was one short. So I thought the young one's missing and I bet he's in the pond. I tore out up there and sure enough, he was up to his neck and, and it already frozen back behind him. He couldn't get out. So we had to have rescue come out and we got him out. We got him dry, got him warm back up and he's fine. But he was in that zero water for almost four hours. That's a miracle all by itself. It, it is. It is. And we thought after getting through that, well, maybe we'll get through this whole next year and not have a, another disaster. And then sure enough, we had one colic uh, right. last Monday and it, and it happens. But uh, there's always disasters and that's part of life. You know, you just try to get used to it and you, you don't ever accept it or like it but right you no know, god will give you the strength to keep going he usually well, does and yeah I, i'm there too gotta keep uh, going troy not with animals but I, I shared with you a little bit um we lost our mom last may very unexpectedly 
Um, my sister and I are trying to take care of our dad. Um, and in July of last year, my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um, so he's now living with me for a while. Um, he, he was living with my sister to start with, but her son is a freshman in college and playing basketball. So they're traveling, trying to watch him play basketball mm. um, when he's, you know, within four hours or less, they're trying to see him play. So dad's with me now. So trying to work full time and be a full time caregiver um, is, is very, very difficult. But I feel like yes. mom and dad were great to us. And now it's our turn to be great to them. That's right. That's right. I loved your dad. I had uh, been around him quite a bit. I would see him out around town some. And, and of course, back when he was at uh, at the church over on Market Street, I went uh-huh. over and sang over there several yes, times. Did. And uh, just, yeah. just, they were always a blessing to be around. Always enjoyed Thank them. you. Um, and, and your brother as well. I haven't. Uh, uh, he was another one that I just love being around and talking to. Uh, he really is not. Him. He has a lot of health issues, uh, mm-hmm. Troyana. He is taking dialysis three times a week, and from his diabetes and things. So he's not really able to help Sis and I. I mean, he he helps us make decisions and those kind of things. But as sure. far as really helping with Dad, sure. he's not really able to do that at this point either. Right, right. Well, bless y'all and your family for for having to do what you do. And, you know, you're right. It's what we do. Our folks took care of us and, and we want to take care of them. Unfortunately, Absolutely. my my dad died in 2016 uh, and it was just a quick thing. I mean, it was just, uh, uh, he's got, you know, he was having some, a little trouble and he got a little disoriented a couple of times and we go to the doctor and they check and well, well, we got this, let's check on this. And the next thing you know, he's in the hospital with a spot on his brain, a tiny spot that had come from his lung. And within two weeks he was gone. Oh my! And, uh, we just, you know, that, gosh, you just don't expect something like that. Right. But Praise the Lord. He never, he had no pain. You know, he had maybe one bad day in the hospital, but other than that, I mean, he didn't suffer a bit. It was just quick and over with. And and I'm thankful for that. Well, that was our mom. She, the last, she was in the hospital for 17 days. She actually went in for neck surgery, uh, developed an infection. um, And really the only really bad day she had was the day that she passed. Um, And so we were thankful for that as well. Sis and I took turns staying with her and the other one was with dad uh, and things. So um, it's a time that, although it's hard, um, and I miss her, it's a time that I will treasure forever. Yes, yes, Amen. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, it's uh, people talk about how how things happen and how things move. I, I was in a position because I was sick in 2016, and I had to. I had no. I couldn't work, and what a blessing that I couldn't because I was well enough to drive down and see him three, four times a week. Right and help him and go to the doctor with him and do right. all of that. And, and, you know, isn't it amazing how things will align for you to do the things you need to do? And I thought, Absolutely. we're, we're going to go broke if I don't get a job. But we were always Almost taken daily. care of. You can never we outdo God. He, That's he, right. He's there right. all the time. He, he puts things in place just like they're supposed to be. That's right. That's right. Hey, let's let's talk just a little more about Portland Cares okay. because some people may not fully understand what it is and what you do and why you do what you do. Okay. So so give us a little bit about, you know, what the mission is and, and what you guys do on a daily basis. We are here for emergency assistance. We are not a sustenance agency. Um, what we actually say we do, Troy, is food, clothing, rent, utilities, and prescription medicine. Uh, but there's many, many other things we do. Um, we do senior care packages um, throughout the year, um, which has um, personal hygiene items, cleaning supplies, paper products, and those for senior adults ages 60 and over who fall within the, the poverty level. Those are items that they can't buy with their food stamps. Um, we also work with the temporary agencies, people starting new jobs. Uh, we provide uh, still-toed shoes. 
for those people who can't afford to go out and buy them themselves, but they have to have them before they can start a job. Um, Thanksgiving, we do Thanksgiving food boxes for families. Christmas, we do Thanksgiving um, and Christmas food boxes. We also have a, a sponsorship program um, for children. Uh, the last two years, we have worked with Generation Church. We've also provided, in order to give out the stuff um, and sponsor families, we've also provided a, a toy store there at the site where we're giving out, where the moms and the dads can actually come through and pick out some things uh, for their kids themselves. Um, this year, we had almost 500 kids um, that, that got Christmas um, through that program this year. So um, those wow. are a few of the things. I mean, what I tell people is this, Troy, is every family that comes in to see us is different because I promise you, if it, and we have, you and I have kind of talked about, um, so our circumstances are very, very different for our home life, for our family life, those kind of things. And we, we treat every family that way because the situation is going to be different for everybody. It can be a one-income household and something happened. It can be a two-income household and something has happened and it's become a one-income household. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sickness, as you mentioned, with your dad or my mom, uh, very suddenly and, and that not unexpected and, and things. And the saying um, that a lot of times we're just one paycheck away from it being us that's in trouble. We see that every day. It truly is that way. I mentioned right. senior adults. Um, we actually have seniors in our area who are having to choose if they can eat, pay their bills or take their medicine because their checks just aren't large enough to do all three of those. So mm -hmm. um, there's many situations that we see on a daily basis. But when families come in, we just want to listen and see what's going on and see how we can help them get established um, to get back on their feet. Right, right. So the flow is, uh, in a way, uh, this may be too short, and, and you definitely comment after that. People can come and donate items. Don't don't have a throw giveaway garage sale if you got some good stuff. Bring it out to Portland Cares. They will put this out and and sell this stuff to the general public, and then that money goes into all these things that you do. That is correct. I also will interject here, Troy, that um, families that we help with a fire. Um, domestic violence, someone coming out of incarceration, those kind of um, extenuating circumstances, uh, we will write them a voucher in the office area. They will come out in the store and pick out their own items. They don't pay for those items in those particular situations. We mm -hmm. just let them pick it. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want people picking out clothes for me because they don't know what I like. So right, I, I don't, we don't right. try to go out and pick out their items either. Um, so we'll just write a voucher in the back and then they'll come out here and pick out their items, present it at the cash register, and they aren't charged any money for those particular things. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's, you know, that's just a, a piece of dignity right there. I like that. That's really awesome. Now, during when things are normal, of course, they're not now you're flooded, you're waiting to open back up. Right. Um, what are some of the things that, you know, you guys love to get that's really great donations that always turn through quickly that you need the most? Furniture, um, houseware items such as um, cookware, um, small appliances, those kind of things that you can't go pay full, families can't go pay full price for, I mean, even at the dollar store, you're looking at, if you get a crock pot, uh, it's $25 anymore, even at Dollar General store. And that's about the cheapest place you can buy one. Mm -hmm. um, if they're going to buy them from us, most of our crock pots are five and a quarter for the biggest one you can get and below. Um, a coffee pot here generally um, will be anywhere from $325 to $525. Uh, unless it's something like a Keurig, a, a Keurig, a Cuisinart, and they'll be a little higher, of course, because they're higher at the store uh, mm -hmm. and, and things. But we have always 
uh, pretty much kept our prices where they were uh, from the time we opened, except for we did raise the clothing 25 cents one time and, and you'd thought we were committing highway robbery. So, <laughs> uh, but it's been, um, the community has been very good to us. Um, as far as shopping in our store, as far as the donations coming in. Um, I mean, there's even been times that I've had to say, we're, we can't take any more donations right now. Give us a little bit of time to get caught up. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's where we are right now. We can't take donations right now because we're moving everything out of the area that has to be repaired. So I have nowhere to put donations uh, right. and things. But right. the community has always come together to help us with anything that I've asked for. Uh, I say this on a regular basis. I'm not a cry wolf wolf girl um, if I put something on Facebook or in the church bulletins those kind of things if that's something we need for a family it's because we need it not just because I'm trying to, to put it in the store to provide for somebody it's because the family has requested it and they need it for whatever reason and generally I will say you talked about Portland earlier um, a good place to live I, I will say this community has never let us down anything that we have ever said we, we need this we need this um, somebody has supplied that and, and that's right. it's just wonderful it is a great place to be it's a very giving community um, people that live here love their community they want to reach out and help um, so we only get to do what we do and get to be the hands and feet of Jesus only because the community gives to us being the hands and feet of Jesus that they are giving it to us that's the only way we can do what we do um, our volunteers are absolutely wonderful. Um, they come from all walks of life. They're all ages uh, and things. Again, we couldn't do what we do without our volunteers. So without this community, our volunteers and things, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been here 30 years. And, and mm -hmm. I have made this statement that I, I truly believe there's a reason why all this has happened. I, I don't know what that reason is, right. um, but I, God is providing through, through that. I mean, I have a church who's, who's um, getting us some new shelving uh, for our thrift store that we'll have in place uh, when we get ready to open. Um, I had a group of men yesterday who built uh, a built in a place where we can put our donated clothing uh, and, and things. Their church paid for everything. Um, it, it's amazing uh, what a community will do if, if you just ask and, and, and you know that they believe in your mission because you believe in your mission. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, most was most of the damage up in the front end. Were you able to salvage a lot of the stuff in storage or, or how did it how did it? Yeah, the warehouse pass? was most of the stuff in the warehouse. We had stuff up on skids and things mm -hmm. so we were able to salvage that. Um, Great. We, you know, Great. we had to clean out a lot of stuff, but we were able to salvage most of it. So we didn't have Surf Pro do anything in the back um, in the thrift store. Of course, everything got wet. Um, mm -hmm. Every everything we had in the thrift store, not our racks, our clothing, because they're metal and, and things. But even like our shelving, oh, was like it wasn't real wood. It was like that um, press board or whatever. Yeah, so we, lost, yeah. we lost those shelves and and things. But all the merchandise, because even like some of the glassware. Um, when water and stuff fell in it, it fell on the floor and broke and right. lots of different things. Um, so everything in the thrift store, we didn't save any, any of the merchandise there. We lost every bit of it. Right. I understand. Okay. I understand. Wow. That's a lot. And, and, you know, sometimes it's so hard to look at that and go, what good's going to come from this? But there's something. There's definitely something. You're right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. There always is. Yeah. We yes. just have faith, keep believing, keep going forward. And, you know, it, it, it we'll be amazed in six months probably uh, at the change and, and everything that's going on out there. And, and they'll be so much better, I'm sure. Well, I can tell you when I came that day, I, I had a 
horrible meltdown with the fireman. I mean, I just, I broke down and started crying and, and, and things. It took me a few days, Troy, honestly, mm-hmm. even, as, even as a believer, it took me a few days, but then I, I came to a point where I, I'm just very thankful uh, because, mm-hmm. I, you know, it could have been a fire. We could have lost the entire building. There could have been people right. in here. Things could have happened. People could have gotten right. hurt. That didn't happen either. Uh, and things. So I, I'm just, I'm to the point of being very thankful that things have, have, worked out the way they did. Uh, and like I said, people who didn't know about CARES is now learning about CARES. Channel 2 and Channel 4 came and did a story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've received several donations uh, from that to help put the place back together and things for whatever the insurance doesn't pay for. And, and if we need it for that, or we can use it for benevolence, however, whatever is mm-hmm. you know going to work out best uh, and things. But there's been a lot of new people calling and, you know, how, how can we help? What can we do? Uh, and things. So if for no other reason, People really are starting to, that didn't know about Portland Cares, even after 30 years, now know about Portland Cares and know about the donating and, and know that we, you know, we try to serve the community and, and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. like I said, and you said, there, there is a reason for it. And I'm just excited uh, now for, for what's to come and, and getting back open and, and getting back to serving the way we normally do now. Like I said, we're still doing benevolence every day. I've set me up a little makeshift office uh, right at the front door. Know, to make appointments instead of walking in because I can't just let anybody walk in the building because of liability, of course, but sure. but we are still seeing people and paying bills and all those kind of things every single day. So that part hasn't stopped. Just the, just, just our making money part is what stopped. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, you know, no, nobody can say that, you know, for taking a couple of days to wonder why, why, why that's, that's human in us. That's carnal. That's what we do. And then faith takes back over and we know there's going to be a, a better outcome. Right. So uh, uh, I just want to wish you guys all the best out there. For the, Thank you so much for the wonderful work you've done for so long. And thanks to all your volunteers, anybody that donates, everybody in the community. It's wonderful to hear a success story. This is all. This is really what's reflective of what Portland is, yes, and sir. Uh, it's really good to hear all these wonderful, wonderful things because you know there's so much negative and bad that goes on, and and to get to hear something like this it's wonderful and uh can't wait to see you guys back open and and things back to normal i know you're ready for it as well but uh, but you guys are doing a a, you know fantastic job trying to keep going and and you know like you just said the awareness that's been uh risen and and brought up and the you know the uh uh, I don't want to say the PR, I guess that's kind of what it is, where the public is, there's more recognition as to what you do because of what happened. And that may mean fantastic growth and more people get helped. And that could be the greater of this. Who knows? We're not to know, but it could be. Absolutely. So, Penny, thank you so much for joining us. <clears throat> I know um, it took us a while to get everything together, but thanks so much for spending time with us this morning and sharing all about you and your family and Portland Cares and, and definitely wish you all the best out there and wish for a, a speedy um, uh, a speedy time with these insurance companies and these contractors and you get everything back together quickly. Thank you, Troy. I appreciate everything. Thanks for what you do. I, I'm so thankful for the Chamber of Commerce and what they do for us as small business. Um, they, they're a huge support to all of us and I want to say thank you to them as well. Awesome. Penny, thanks so much. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. 
be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.